Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Soul Wave. This is your host, Mia, and what it do, my little soul surfers. Hello, hello, I'm back again, babies. How are we? I hope, again, wherever you are listening to this, wherever you are taking the time out of your precious day to come listen and spend the next however long this episode is going to be with me, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am internally grateful for each and every single one of you guys. You are amazing. So much love and welcome. If you guys are new, hopping on this wave with us, what it do, what it do. So yeah, fuck it. Let's let's get right into this bad boy. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies is Chasing Mavericks. It's about a kid who discovers about the big wave Mavericks that were said to always be a myth. These waves can top out at sixty feet. They're ginormous. So the whole movie shows this 15-year-old kid learning how to surf them while also trying to take care of his mother, who fell off the wheel, no father. I don't want to spoil it too much if you're going to go watch it, but this movie is actually based on a true story. And I love it so much because, honestly, I think that's absolutely fucking terrifying. And I really admire the strength and courage it takes to get into the water with these waves. Ever since I first saw this movie, it turned me on to surfing. Now, I really don't surf enough to call myself a surfer, I think I hop in the water a few times every few years or so, and I wish I could do it more. Eventually, it's something I want to learn and live somewhere the beach is my backyard and I can go and have that be my meditation, just me in the water and nothing else. That's the dream. But since seeing this movie and also having influences from my uncle, who's a big surfer, I have always kind of followed World Surf League and... They actually have a competition called the Big Wave Tour where these pro surfers train year-round traveling to different countries to surf these big-ass waves. And watching them, I'm just like in fucking awe. Like, think, guys, can you imagine the balls these people have? Because getting up on the board on these waves is one thing, but staying on it while dropping in at like a max of 60 feet. And if you don't, you're hitting that wave like it's concrete and then you're getting caught up in it. While the wave is breaking, my God, that's my biggest fucking fear. I just, I actually have dreams right before shit pops off in my life or is currently going down about waves. All different kinds from regular to tsunami. And I wake up with the emotion of terror in my stomach because in my dreams are so vivid that they chemically produce the emotion inside my body. So I'm legit feeling it. It's insane. Ultimately, I was always okay in the dreams, which I would say makes sense because I'm always okay. The universe has my back. And so I just surrender into that a little easier now with experience because of the past stressful situations where I eventually learned to say, fuck it. I'll stress out, but not like how I used to. There's no point because somehow it always works out. Maybe not the way I could have thought or wanted to, but like, hey, that's life, right? But have y'all ever witnessed the terror of a giant fucking wave coming straight at you? Like, yo, water is powerful as fuck. I respect it. I really do. That's why I always try to go with the flow and never against the current because the water and the ocean will win every time. That's one of my fears, the water. I swim and go in the ocean all the time, but I'm still like, has my respect for sure. Today in work, there is a newspaper with a headline like multiple loss at sea after boat sinks. And I'm like, yo, fuck that. Fuck that. And recently, I heard a story from the tsunami that happened a week or so ago in the islands on the Pacific. 
and my condolences to those that were affected. I, I asked all unassigned angels, like, go and assist them as best as you can because that's devastating to hear. But there was a man who swam for 24 hours straight. 24 hours straight to get back to his family after all that happened because he was in the middle of the ocean. Like, what? What? I feel very blessed knowing that I do not have that story to share. That sounds so terrifying. And I think, like, if I was in that position, what have I just given up? I don't know. I think about that a lot nowadays. I'd like to hope I wouldn't and... I had the strength to keep going, but I don't know. I have doubts and my own reservations that, like, give me anxiety. And that's why I'd like to apologize for this late episode, too. Recently, my anxiety has just been getting the best of your girl, and I'm working through it. Y'all are witnessing it in live time, and it's not easy, but I'm here, fashionably late, wearing anxiety with accessories by Seasonal Depression, their 2022 winter season. (laughs) Uh... Sometimes, well, to be honest, all the times, I undermine my own feelings. And that's why I don't go leaning on people for support because the stuff I cry about like two nights ago was this podcast. And sometimes I feel like people will look at me like, well, I have bigger problems. Or no one told you to go make a podcast and share the super deep stuff and the raw parts of yourself with the world. And so that makes me hold back because of these fears. I I don't feel like people will believe me or understand or could even hold that space. But like, dude, the other night I was so upset. I was so stressed. I was filled with so much anxiety because I had this idea for an episode I wanted to do, but it's been hard. Going back to those dark places of my life, confronting them, and it's overwhelming. And then on top of that, being comfortable enough to share with people is because I have a belief that I think it will help them heal or they'll find comfort in it. So I cried myself to sleep because I'm like, can I even fucking do this? This isn't even fun. Like, shouldn't your passion be fun and fueled with you to like motivate to get more stuff done? And then like on top of being sad, I just feel like, damn, I'm really making myself do this alone. Like lean on people, Mia. Like you can lean on people. But um, that's on a hurt heart, I guess. But hey, that's what I got this podcast for, my outlet. But eventually my grandmother, the one I reference a lot to, my closest guide, she showed up in my room and caressed me while I dozed off and I believe healed my mind because as I'm dozing off I found myself talking to myself in my head like hey Mia listen baby girl it's gonna be okay it's hard and you're allowed to feel how you feel tomorrow you'll figure it out surrender to it everything will be okay so then the next day came but after I had a fucking intense dream so I never dream about my grandmother And I know why, because her and my other loved ones and my guides, I know want me to continue to trust myself and when I'm feeling like I'm communicating with them in this waking reality to help further develop my intuition. I probably dream about my grandma, my grandma. (laughs) I probably dream about my grandmother like once a year. The last time she showed up in my dreams was on the anniversary of her death, December 22nd. She rolled up on the corner of my block in a caddy with the top down and hopped out. And I was hysterical crying because, like, it's such a surprise. I never dream of her. And she said, I'm so proud of you, Mia. Keep going. And, bro, shit just hit so different. Like, I can't remember the last time anyone has told me they were proud of me. Except maybe, like, a few friends on, like, an Instagram post. But, (sighs) shit. Not like I need the compliment. But, damn, like, it does feel nice. It definitely does. Especially when you recognize 
in yourself the shit you've overcome, it's like, damn, we would all just like our strength to be honored and connected with, but whatever, I'm going to just keep looking in the mirror and high-fiving myself. (laughs) So yeah, that was the last time I saw her until a few nights ago, where in this dream, I'm at my mother's house, but it wasn't like necessarily her, we were there for someone else, and by we, it was me and all my cousins, and I'm at the front about to leave, but I noticed something stop me and say, look, and there was somebody running into a house across the street with a sniper, getting ready to position themselves and aim at us in hopes to kill. I start freaking out and I tell my cousins like, yo, we're about to die. Like we have to do something. We try escaping a different way, but it doesn't work. We look in the house for weapons and we couldn't find any. We're all hysterical in tears. And out of nowhere, my grandmother pops in and she's hysterical as well but she's holding a clipboard and she's like listen this is the game plan this is what we're gonna do eventually we position ourselves and magically weapons appear like you know how dreams like just shit just be popping up and the house gets raided by these people but we were ready and fought then saving ourselves close to the end they were like dead but they kind of weren't or at least not trying to harm us anymore because then I'm standing there like fucking talking to them and like trying to take care of their wounds and I'm sitting there like the day after like of course typical Mia like typical and then I wake up and I'm like pissed bro pissed I'm like yelling at my grandmother I'm like bitch how come you can't just like show up in my dream and we can't fucking kick it on the beach or whatever like watching the waves crash like but no you have to show up in a dreams like this and then just put me on edge for the rest of the day like Are you kidding me? I was so mad. But within a few hours, I was able to figure out the meaning of it. So you see, the episode I was going to put out was going to be about shame. I was going to share my experiences so people can understand what that really looks like and how, to be honest, I feel like 99% of the population, including myself, doesn't know a a a true deep meaning to self-love and that it's very surface level. And I would say that's because all of us, no matter if you were raised in a loving environment and had a great childhood growing up, we all have childhood wounds and traumas, which then causes shame to accumulate from that moment and on. And then as we experience more traumatic life events, it just adds on top of that, which then hinders us from manifesting whatever we want, or even especially in how we show up in relationship dynamics, how we feel that deep down we're unworthy of love because we believe we're bad. That's what shame is, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Not to be confused with guilt, that is when we judge our behavior as being negative or wrong. Shame is being bad, while guilt is doing bad. So this is your trigger warning. This podcast episode, I'll be talking about shame. I'll be talking about sex. I'll be talking about narcissists. If that may trigger you at all, potentially, I don't recommend you continuing listening to this episode. And the only reason why I started to dive into shame because of this awakening I've been going through. And I was also involved briefly with the connection that was even a further catapult into this awakening. So if you're new to this spiritual journey, let me just say you don't just awaken once. Us humans, we have layers, different depths to ourselves. And with understanding these depths come from instances where I would describe it as a massive shift in mindset, belief, thought pattern, that then transforms your being into something new something better. I guess you can slap the word growth on this too. Uh, This may come in a form of a realization that happens throughout the day and then the follow-up is like implementing this new belief, embodying it, and that takes time because you have literally just decided to change your whole entire being and that doesn't look like 
that doesn't look like waking up and magically being 100% this new embodiment. The integration process is, um, well, a process. And on this journey, you will find yourself having transformative moments that can feel beforehand like your whole entire world is falling apart. And it usually is. It not just feels that way, but all for everything to fall back into place, but in a different way. You're in essence awakening to a new version of yourself, a new being. A spiritual awakening is a call to higher consciousness and a deeper mental awareness. The process of an awakening brings about personal transformation and a shift in one's worldview. When someone goes through one, they experience a shift in their mental framework. For many, a spiritual awakening is brought about by a life-changing event, or for others, it's a gradual and subtle shift. I would say, unlike my fourth ACL tear back in the summer, that was a life-changing event. This one has been more gradual and subtle shift. I've been ongoing, undergoing for like the last month or so. Maybe a little more than a month. I can't remember. But it wasn't until like the cancer full moon that was the 17th of January last week where I was then experiencing physical symptoms that had made me more aware like, yo, that's why shit is so fucking weird right now. And this awakening I was moving through, or I guess I am still moving through, is actually a specific kind of awakening in the spiritual community where most of them don't really have names. But what I have been undergoing is called a kundalini awakening. And now, out of what I would say was the worst of it, I feel more comfortable about chit-chatting and sharing this with you guys. So I took the next part of this off Google because they always explain shit better than I feel like I can. So this comes from thoughtcatalog.com. Kundalini is your life force energy. Life force energy is the essence of life that flows through all living things. It can be measured in humans and animals, overall vitality through their heartbeat, brainwaves, blood circulation, and breath. It's the difference between life and death. All living things have a life force. It flows through plants, waters, crystal, animals, humans, and anything that comes from nature. Earth itself has a life force. Life force is that little thing inside of us that keeps us pushing forward, but when it's empty and depleted, it's that huge thing that holds us back. It's believed that in those who are unawakened, their kundalini energy remains coiled at the base of their spine. For those who have an awakening event and become conscious, their energy spirals upward, activating each chakra and making the being transition into an enlightened guru. Many people believe that kundalini awakening is a process of coming into complete nirvana, and that's true to a degree, but... A kundalini awakening is talked a lot about in spiritual circles because prior to experiencing bliss, the energy first cleanses and purifies. And the shifts that you can experience can be unnerving at best and downright painful at worst. And that's how I discovered my pulled lat muscle was more than just a pulled lat muscle. A kundalini awakening can be one of the most traumatic and confusing times of your life. What you cannot tell at the onset is that you're actually undergoing a deep purification process in which you will come out on the other end stronger and more level-headed than ever before. So bam, keep that in mind. I'm going to reference that a lot, I feel. What you cannot tell at the onset is that you're actually undergoing a deep purification process. Kundalini energy is divine feminine energy that awakens the awareness that exists in all of us. When we experience kundalini symptoms, that energy is knocking on the door to get our attention and awareness that, so that we can make positive changes. When that happens, we can become who we are meant to be and wake up to our destiny. 
The soul has taken a body and come here for a reason. And if you're not living out that purpose, Kundalini can show up as disruptive so you can change courses. It's a sometimes not so gentle reminder that we don't sleepwalk through life. So how the fuck did Lil Miss Mia figure this shit out? Well, well, well. That connection I referenced, that further catapulted me. It was a more unpleasant than good, but I knew for a good reason it had to happen. It was critical for my growth. Especially now that I'm undergoing further change, one of my strongest beliefs is that because we're all one, that means other peoples are mirrors for us. And mirrors so we can get to learn ourselves more. Your entire life is a reflection of how you think. You cannot change yourself by altering the mirror you are looking into. You must change first, and then the reflection will change. People you interact with reflect back and help you get to know yourself better. I have been surprised time after time how different people I have known for years will act around or towards me, depending on how I'm feeling and being. If you pay attention to how others respond to you, it can help you identify where you are demonstrating your best qualities and maybe some areas that could use some improvement. So with this connection, it triggered the fuck out of me because I'm like, yo, I'm deserving of more. I deserve someone who can communicate properly, not undermine my feelings, be able to see different perspectives. I'm deserving of someone wanting me for all aspects of me, not just for my body because I have so much I can offer and give these relations. So after crying about it for a day, I again surrendered to it and said, okay, universe, Clearly, at least it's showing me something, another fucking lesson. Please help me out because I don't want to be here anymore or involved with this shit. Like, I want more. I'm telling y'all right, I want more. And so Sunday came and went, nothing. But then Monday, I was in the gym early working out back and biceps. And out of nowhere, I pulled my lat muscle. And I'm sitting here like, yo, what the fuck did I even do to pull this? Like, what movement was it? I couldn't even, like, one second... I was fine. The next one, I was like, oh, I need to lay down. I need to lay down. That whole week, I was in so much fucking pain. Um, to put it in perspective, when I tore my ACL, I probably took Advil for like a day or so. But this week, I was popping them. I could not bear to fucking stand after work. I immediately went home. I was like, I need to lay down. It was so rough. But that same day at the gym, once that happened, I felt called to look at this picture I have. If you follow me on the podcast IG, that's where I post more of the spiritual stuff and posted this image on my story at the Soul Wave podcast and at Mia.Cromaldi. But the pic is of the body and all these points on the body that are correlated to certain emotions and feelings. So I'm looking at it and I notice, hmm, exactly where I'm feeling pain and that was being correlated to shame. And I'm like, oh shit, here we fucking go again. So I start researching shame because I'm like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. I'm sick of the lessons. We're doing this now. So (laughs) the next thing I'm going to share is taking from YouTube videos I found. One person is Katie Morden. You may have heard of her. She's pretty famous on YouTube as well as Teal Swan, who's also like extremely popping. I'll list them in the description box so you guys can go do your own research, but they are absolutely incredible individuals. I take like most of the things I've ever learned from them. They've taught me so much. They've helped me heal so much. And I'm like, yo, so blessed to have these people out here doing the work they're doing. Thank you. So shame occurs when we compare ourselves to our standards and we fall short. Self-worth problems, 
basically. If the truth of ourself violates social values we have adopted, we will forever feel that the conflict or con contradiction within ourselves. Or we will have determined because there is an aspect of our truth that conflicts with social values we have adopted that must mean that something is wrong with us. If something is wrong with us, that must mean something is bad about us. An example that Teal Swan used, which I think is one that could help grasp this concept is, so you have a man who is gay, but has grown up in a super religious community. So his social value and standard is that he was taught from being young is that men should be with women. However, there's a truth within himself that he likes men. He's attracted to men. That conflicts with his social value, that belief that he was taught, which then creates shame. And so shame can literally manifest physically. When I was undergoing my Reiki training, they say almost any emotional thing will manifest physically in our body because it's a cause. It's causing blockages in our chakras, which is then causing our life force energy, the stuff I mentioned before. The Sanskrit term is chi or prana to become stagnant. That's why a lot of people have digestive issues. That is our solar plexus chakra. The solar plexus chakra is responsible for confidence and self-esteem as well as helping us feel in control of our life. Many people lack confidence. Most people have self-esteem issues. So going back to that example before, shame manifests largely in the gay community as AIDS, but also as well as chronic fatigue, acne, addictions, eating disorders, depressions, all immune system disorders, impotence, cancer, yeast infections, speech problems, anxiety, and so forth. Yo, and now that I'm thinking about it, I went to speech classes when I was younger. I couldn't say my S's. Um, yo, that's gonna tie together in a little bit. Um, so when you feel shame, you feel like a bad person and regret what you did. If you're trying to make someone else feel bad by scolding them, you're shaming them. But shame also happens through childhood wounding. So I forget the exact ages. Please do not quote me on this. I'm just pulling from my memory of things I've heard and researched throughout the years of learning my own shit. Um, at a certain age of our childhood, let's just say like from three to nine, there's a certain development stage of our brain that takes everything personally. And that's because our critical, logical thinking brain isn't fully developed yet. So that means that the critical brain cannot step in to fully explain and help us as a child understand why certain things happened. Instead, we just think it's because of us, that we must be bad, that we did it, it's our fault. You see how this is connecting with shame? I know it's a lot. Stay with me, y'all. Um, sorry to be throwing you into the fire too, but you know we out here, we doing this together. Another example is... Let's say dad gets fired from a job or is having an incredibly stressful day and little Timmy is playing but is loud. Dad yells at Timmy. Timmy now thinks he's unworthy of love. His dad doesn't love him because he just got violently loud and there's no logical brain to come and help Timmy be like, hey, dad is just stressed out right now. He didn't mean that. He still loves you. It's these instances that happen over and over again that then prompts Timmy to create a survival mechanism. This is called our ego. Our ego is part of a neurophysiological. Hold on, bear with me while I say this word. Physiological system. <laughs> I still got problem with my S's. 
It helps protect your self-image and self-worth and it helps create your self-concept. Sometimes though, your ego can get in the way and when that happens, the concern you have for yourself overrides what actually may be happening in reality. Whenever you feel threatened, blame, shame, or embarrassment, your ego kicks in and keeps you from clearly understanding reality. In other words, the ego makes up its own reality in response to those ego arrows, you could say, that people shoot your way. So that's why little Timmy is now a grown adult narcissist because he has no sense or concept of self-love or what love is because he only experienced such hostility at home as a child. So now let's loop this back together. As being a recognized empath and a healer, if you are a recognized one as well, I'm sorry to inform you, you may already know this or at least picked up on the pattern, but you naturally attract narcissists. They're the most wounded individuals on the planet. Narcissism is a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. It's more commonly found in men. Google says the cause is unknown but likely involved a combination of genetics and environmental factors. Narcissistic symptoms include excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings, and an inability to handle any criticism and a sense of entitlement. People who feel shame become excessively narcissistic. They become preoccupied with their own self-interest. They go on quests externally to find superiority and approval. The quest is an attempt to fill the void of feeling worthless. Those with narcissism often develop addictions to drugs, alcohol, and sex. All these things release endorphins, that feel-good hormone, and since that's the closest thing to feeling any type of feeling, they get addicted on it. And if you don't know what an empath is, the term empath comes from empathy, which is the ability to understand experiences and feelings of others outside of your own perspective. Empaths are emotional sponges, so we are highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around us. We actually sense and feel emotions as if they're a part of our own experience, and in blatant terms, someone else's pain and tragedy becomes our pain and tragedy. And I say as a now-recognized empath because everybody is an empath. I would go as far to say, in my belief, a lot of people probably disagree, but narcissists as well have empathy however in these instances it's deeply deeply buried underneath all that trauma and unworthiness but i say in my experiences and those around me i talk about being empath with have had their fair share of the same lessons manifesting until they recognize they cannot give like how they naturally do and that people will just take and take and take or took a while to admit that they f do feel a lot and that it's okay for them to say that because, you know, a lot of people will just tell you or brush it off their shoulder like, yo, you're just sensitive. Like, stop being so sensitive. I remember the day I actually put two and two together and it was just this summer when for years I had known of this term and was like, yeah, sure, I'm an empath, whatever. But it hit different when I had my higher heart chakra awakening. That's definitely, definitely stick around. I'm definitely doing a podcast episode on that. That was Whew, insane. Empaths have a lot of compassion and understanding to give, while narcissists thrive on someone worshiping them. That's why empaths and narcissists are often drawn to each other, because empaths tend to forgive easily in everything a narcissist does. This results in them being completely used and degraded, while narcissists creates more and more chaos. Narcissists are attracted to people they will get the greatest use from. 
So let's bring this all together. That connection, I knew off the rip, this person didn't love themselves because, like, you just can see, like, all the vices they're looped into. I wouldn't slap the term narcissist on them, but this person, because they're lacking self-love, could have a lot of shame built up in them, which is where I come into it and my kundalini awakening, because as I said, reflection. So what does that say about me if this person was like this? I would say the biggest thing I struggle with is love. Romantic relationships, I'm aware of the ones I go after. And then also even manifesting my desires. I lack worthiness. I feel unworthy of certain things. Like, I don't deserve them. And I don't deserve love. But underneath all that is shame. Because when I was younger in my childhood, I have a lot of instances that happened that I was recalling when I sat with myself and asked, Okay, Mia, what can you remember that could look like shame now? And in those moments, they were so deteriorating that now I have all this shame building up on top of the traumas I'm experiencing within the last few years, but obviously, I guess, my whole life. So now here is this kundalini energy trying to move up my spine but gets stuck in the shame energy center, which I believe is the reason for that pulled lat muscle. And here where they say that a kundalini awakening can be one of the most traumatic, confusing times of your life, What you cannot tell at the onset is that you're actually undergoing a deep purification process in which you will come out on the other end stronger and more level-headed than before. Because, man, I ain't never been in a fucking connection that was so confusing before in my life. And believe me, I've had my fair share. Like, bitch, where do you think I've learned all this shit from? (laughs) Like, seriously, fair share. And I was just so confused, which is why I guess I got even so emotional in the first place. But um, as I said, critical, critical for my growth. And I'm fucking blessed to have figured this out because critical. I don't know. It's like I'm my own little detective. I like figure all this shit out. I did it myself, like solving a hard ass math problem. It's like the weight just lifting off my shoulders and tears streaming down my face because my grandmother just made herself visible to me as I'm writing this and telling me to keep going, keep going. She got that clipboard out again. (laughs) It reminds me when I used to play soccer, my coach would have a clipboard and run plays on it. So fucking cool on God. (laughs) She's so funny. So I go on to my EDM playlist because I'm also about to go out right now. It's Friday. And I'm like, all right, let's get the juices flowing. And I'm like, Grandma, give me a song. And Not Afraid comes on by Justin Milo. And finally, I no longer feel afraid. So let me bring this full circle. Because we're still not finished. I think this is going to have to be a two-parter. So a few nights ago, when I was having anxiety, it was because I hold back nowadays. I, I am afraid, like, for sharing. Because, man, this town I'm in is so small. And I'm not trying to throw nobody under the bus. Especially because I got a lot of love. Like, it's never like that. But, like, also, also, I'm not trying to get free clout. Like, fuck y'all, man. You're the reason why I'm heartbroken in the first place. I'm joking I'm joking for real like it's really all love but I was like man how can I share this shit what will they think if they ever listen to it but like fuck it honestly if you get triggered that's just an invitation to undercover what it's triggering for you maybe you mad bro because your sketches don't light up I don't know what to tell you (laughs) but by that I mean maybe because it's the truth in some instances so It was really getting to me too. And then like I had that dream with my grandmother in it and 
So after going about my day, I kept hearing in my head, don't let them break down the empire you have built for yourself. And may I add from the ground up, and for who I'm doing this for, like my cousins, my loved ones, my homies, the next generation to come, of course, the whole world, I would love for them to hear my stories and find healing in it. But I underestimate all the time how hard this shit is because of what society says and that like it's not the same struggle that everyone else is facing with like money issues, school issues, yada, yada, whatever it is that I'm over here stressing about like, oh, what are people going to think? <laughs> it's stupid. I know, but that's real. But I'm going to toot my own horn for a second because, you know what, this goes out to anybody and everybody who it just resonates with. If you built something for yourself, by yourself, you're mad, mad fucking props you tap yourself on the back. It's hard as fuck. And yeah, I know it's your passion, but I'm here to tell you sometimes your passion is stressful and it's not enjoyable, but that's because it's calling so loud. You try to even walk away from it because your doubts got to you. But like after you walk away, all those thoughts in your mind is still like, yo, how can I figure this out? How can I come back to it? I've built, I put in so much time. I put in so much effort. I've built this empire from the ground up. I'm not letting nobody come over here and try and take that shit. This is mine, baby. That call will never not ring. That's the universe. You were chosen for this. Flowers don't pick themselves and... Growing from the concrete is hard, but what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So keep fucking going. Keep climbing. It ain't going to be easy, but do you want easy or do you want to grow? Just a little thought throw out there. So, yeah, wild, wild last couple of weeks for me. Honestly, I have to say to this date, this is probably like the proudest episode I have ever created. And the next episode, too, because then I'm going to show you guys how my shame kind of started and how I'm starting to heal it and those stories and as embarrassing they are but also let me add as normal it's gonna be a good one because man this shit I just think is so important I really do like I'm trying to I got a long list of manifestations I want in this lifetime I'm coming for it all I'm coming for it all I got a long list of people I'm trying to give back to a long list of those I want on my table that I'm buying I brought the table right my empire and um it really starts here do you even believe that you're worthy of all this stuff absolutely absolutely man oh man I am so excited ah what a fucking episode god damn if you've listened to this whole thing we were on a fucking roller coaster ride that was lit though I'm having fun I can't wait to see the picture afterwards <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain that. Oh, man, my loves, my soul surfers. Thank you again. Wow, from the bottom of my heart, truly, because if it wasn't for you guys, I would not be doing this. But I'm here. We're answering the call. Ring, ring, baby. Y'all on the other line. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's so much love over here, and I hope you guys feel it all. I hope you guys... Have a, a motherfucking amazing day. I hope you're manifesting all your dreams and all that shit comes true to you because there's enough for everyone to go around. I promise you that. And wow, I love you guys. Before I go, though, if you want to come hang out with me, if you want to come share your stories, tell me that this shit resonates or just like 
drop a like or whatever, drop a follow. I don't know your life. Um, <laughs> my Instagrams are at the Soul Wave Podcast and at Mia.Cromaldi, C-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. And alrighty, my loves, I will catch you on the next wave. Bye. Bye.